pelota que se extiende, el bofo que la pelea, aquí aguanta Bautista, el disparo, golazo, golazo, ¡Gol! uh, Welcome to the Colorful Kit Podcast, uh, Chivas Season Preview. We have Roberto Macias ready to talk all things Chiva. How you doing, Roberto? Pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. Ready for this Liga MX season to start. Well, I guess technically it started on Sunday, but we'll see. Definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked waiting for it to start as well. You were at the game on uh, Sunday, right? Yes, I was. I was there uh, for the Supercopa final, Chivas-Veracruz. Uh, I heard the atmosphere was insane amazing atmosphere it was uh it was literally a chivas home game it was uh 99 chivas fans the the stands were all red and uh it was a great atmosphere great great atmosphere chivas fans travel well, i guess certainly the travel i mean they all live probably most of them live in la but they played yeah. the chicago fire here a couple years ago it was a wednesday game so everyone was like you know going through traffic trying to get the game sold yeah. it out they sold it out it was pretty much like all the fire season ticket holders sold, sold their tickets to Chivas fans. It was like 21,000 people. I think like 19 of them, 19,000 were Chivas fans. And they played the Mexican national anthem. Ah, dude, it was so loud. Yeah. Yeah, um, this past Sunday, uh, um, I mean, they, they played at what, StubHub Center. And it's practically about 30 minutes away from L.A. So it's like in the heart practically of southern california so yeah people coming from all over southern california my drive was about 45 minutes but once you got there traffic was pretty crazy to get off the freeway and all but once you were in there like i said it was literally i won't i won't lie 99 she was fans and they were super loud throughout the whole game it was a great atmosphere a great game to be at i think the one thing that the organizers messed up at was that game technically mattered for something the winner went on to the copa libertadores playoff right correct and then the next game, the Campeones game, yeah, that was technically a friendly because it didn't mean anything, right? Well, uh, not to my understanding. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But, yeah, you're right. I think they should have flipped the game yeah. because, from my understanding, everyone like, left. Everyone left. I know I left. Uh, I left after, but uh, many, many others like left, and I think the stadium was like at 40% full or something like that. Yeah, so I think they messed up that, but... Sold it out, 26, 27,000 people. Great atmosphere. And yeah, and it was, well, let's just go right into it. That was uh, Omar Bravo's last game as a Chivas player. Yes, yes. What timing for him to leave, right? Yeah, I mean, now he's going off to NASL. And he did an interview with uh, Fernando Schwartz yesterday. He'd mentioned that a couple players kind of knew it might have been his last game, but no one else really knew. And yeah, his contract runs through one more year in uh, Carolina and then hopefully extend it. But he he didn't seem like he was kicked out the door. So I, I it seems think, like uh, the Chivas. It seems like they they treated the the club legend with some respect. I think uh, a lot of people take you know take it the wrong way that he was kicked out. He went through the back door and you know, I mean he went out lifting a trophy. Um, yeah, it was a Supercopa, but you know he went out lifting a trophy. Trophy, uh, you know he scored. Everybody celebrated with him. They were throwing him up in the air, throwing him up in the air. And uh, I don't think he left through the back door. I think he left through the main front door. Um, I did see that interview as well, but I also read his interview on uh, Cancha Mural. I don't know if it's, it was similar or not, but you know, he, he says on there that he did mention it to some people that he was going to leave. But 
I feel that he doesn't have that greatest relationship with either Higuera or Brigada because he kind of let his agent just, you know, deal with that. But as far as what the what the players, and he has a super huge uh, respect for Almeida. So um, he, he mentioned it to him, and even Almeida came out in the press conference like a couple days later saying that, you know, he, he wanted to protect the captain. He wanted to protect Omar Bravo. So I think he went you know, with a bang, and I, I don't think he went through the back door as how many people put it, so I think, you know, he left um, in good terms, and uh, you know, hopefully he does well, I mean, yeah, it's uh, quote-unquote the lower division of the, ML- of the MLS, but, you know, the atmosphere in those games are, are pretty intense as well, so I think he'll adapt well, and I think I think he will do well. Yeah, and you're right, in that interview with Schwartz, he did mention that he, him and Almeida have a great respect professionally and personally, so I, I don't view it as getting kicked out the back door, it was the only question I have, and I know some agree with me, I don't know if you do, but the timing. Yeah, definitely. Timing is crazy. It's, uh, I mean, we knew that he was not going to be a starting player. Everybody practically knew that he was going to be off the bench player. But he's an important player. He, I mean, yeah, he didn't do that great last season, but he's an important player coming off the bench. Now, um, if you would have said, oh, you know, my rival's leaving sometime in the draft back last month, Okay, it would have been a little bit more understandable. You know, you try to prepare, probably try to bring someone else. But in this situation, you know, it's it's just literally a week before the actual season starts. So we're relying on um, Saldivar to, you know, hold it down. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, there's no injuries there. But um, there's really nobody else. I mean, Marco Bueno's out, off to the Olympics. And uh, besides that, there's really nobody else as a true center forward in Chivas, which has been an issue for quite some time. And I think the one aspect of Omar Bravo that maybe not a lot of people don't realize is that he he stood up to the press every single like I feel like there was a bad game, he talked to the press. Anything happened, he talked to the press. So I feel like he kind of shielded the younger players from the press in Mexico. Which let's be honest, it's it's suffocating. Yeah. I, I, Omar Bravo, I mean, he, he could have people that dislike him. He could have people that love him. He, but whatever he is, I personally believe, in my personal opinion, he's the great leader. Um, you know, he's been in this institution for so long, so I think he's a great leader. You know, he's, he was a, a favorite of mine growing up, you know. So I, I think he's a leader. I'm glad that he left in good terms. And, uh, you know, he, he actually did not leave the door close for coming back at least for half a season or maybe a you know a goodbye game or something like that yeah shorts did ask him and he said hey he pretty much said you can never predict the future so yeah you're right on that um yeah, yeah i mean let's go through the other transfers what i mean the other big move was Dedos lopez being gone and i was i was shocked by this move i was shocked but not as shocked as other people uh last season Dedos lopez just disappeared literally and now his position got taken over by um, by Chapo Sanchez. I mean, this guy, Sanchez, was criticized left and right for so long and just bashed every single week of just how nobody really liked him. But under this Almeida system, you know, he comes back. He literally kicked off Raul Lopez from that position. And you know what? I, I don't mind. He's playing really good right there in his position. He's attacking. He's defending and I think what happened with Raul um you know with Dedos was you know I don't know if he lost that confidence I don't know if he went through some emotional issues apparently but 
I mean, it was surprising that uh, that he did leave, to be honest. I thought he would be one that would really fight for the position again. You know, he came out saying that he didn't want to leave. But we don't know. You know, we don't know. It is kind of surprising that he's out. But, you know, let's see what he does in, in Pachuca. Yeah, it's, that Pachuca team is just, everyone's like 22 years old, except for Conejo Perez, who's like 45 years old. Conejo Perez is, uh, he doesn't age one bit. And we joke about it, but he was arguably the man of the match in that championship game last season. Hey, he, he was he was amazing. He's uh, balling. Yeah, he's balling. He is balling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's a couple of subtractions. Let's go to a couple of additions Chivas did this offseason. Uh, Marco Bueno and Zende- we'll get to Sendejas, but Gallito, fan favorite. I love Gallito. Vasquez. Yeah, Gallito Vasquez should, uh, I don't think he'll be a starter in the beginning of the season, but then he'll get himself in there. Um he, he came off the bench in this last game against Veracruz and uh, he didn't really have a huge impact as he came in kind of late, but we know what he's capable of. So I, I think he'll he'll be a, a good addition to this team. The only downside to Gallito Vasquez signing with Chivas is he doesn't have Gallito on the back of his jersey. I was really hoping he had, he had, he'd have Gallito, but no. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's, he's going to bring him in slowly. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, the starting lineup, like I said, they've been playing pretty good. So um, I think uh, I think he'll, he'll slowly start coming in because obviously him and, and Guli Peña know each other from León. So I think that trio in the middle with uh, Guli, Gallito, and Orbelin coming from the back, you know, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring good stuff. But, I mean, you guys aren't going to have your full squad till what, week six? That's something I don't try to think about, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, week six or seven, I mean, all these guys, you got Salcedo, Cisneros, Perez, and Bueno uh, with the Olympic squad. And it, honestly, it should have, Pineda should have gone, but I I'm, I know, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know for a fact, but, I mean, we all kind of assume that they let those four guys go, but they didn't let Pineda go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I think uh, you could see it in that game on Sunday, like, we you know, I went out there to prove something. But, that you know, that kid's playing really good. He, he's... He has so much confidence with the ball. He, you know, he he's not afraid to go one on one with nobody. But um, yeah, I mean, I think at defense, you know, we will miss uh, Salcedo. Um, we do have uh, Basulto and um, uh, Olanis uh, to come in, but I think he got re-injured. I'm not sure if he had another injury or I don't know what's going on there. But <clears throat> um, we have Basulto. I know that for sure. He he did decent in some of the games last season. But um, you know, at attack. Uh, Marco Bueno, you know, it's like, okay, we don't have no other option. So it'll be Saldivar or, um, you know, some kid from the youth system or something. Yeah, I mean, Chivas last year, the one thing, I, I watched them a lot, and they just, I felt like Pineda was creating chances, just no one was on the end to finish them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, most of the goals came from behind the line uh, going forward. I mean, that's why Gullit scored so much. But, um I don't know. I, I mean, the system that that style of play got them to where they got. Unfortunately, they lost to to America in that uh, in that Liguilla. But you know, it, it was it was it was close. It was an interesting uh, season. Obviously, they left the the Senso, and hopefully, they don't have to talk about that ever again. So um, you know, it, it it looks it looks promising at least with the players they have. Unfortunately, like I said, that center forward position is it's what's lacking, and it's what we've been wanting to get for some time. Well, talking about the season, where do you see the Chivas ending up? I mean, you can't really predict anything in Liga MX, but where do you see them ending? In the you table? know what? 
I'm going to be my typical optimistic self, and I think I see him in uh, top five by the end of the season. Um, possibly top four around there. I mean, probably a couple people are laughing right now that I said that, but they have a good team, and I think I do see them, you know, at, at top five. Definitely qualifying for the Liguilla. Anything under or outside ninth place, I think it's, it'll be a horrible season. Um, you know, that that's what comes with being a big team, so... Um, I think they'll. I think they'll do good, and and honestly, I really do think that they'll they'll qualify for Liga, and I'm really hoping they'll shoot at least for the top four spots. I mean, I I don't necessarily disagree. It's just where the goal is going to come from. You know, that's like the one issue with Chivas. They've been defending isn't good. Uh, the midfield's been creating chances. Just they need that center forward to break through. So they need to hope Bueno does well when he comes back, or Zaldivar just tears it up. I hope so. I really hope so. I mean, we have attacking from everywhere. You know, we have Vizuel on the right. I, you know, he was balling at the end of the last season. Um, you know, and on the left, you, you could have, uh, you know, Cisneros, but, you know, him being out. So, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting, but it's just, it's 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 a, it's a, I would say you would say it's like a transformer. Everything is there except the head, which is a center forward. So, hopefully, you know, Saliba has a breakout season or something. Um, or now, you know, hopefully Marco Bueno, when he comes back, does his thing. Or maybe just Pineda's going to score 10 goals this season. Hey, I, I wouldn't mind that. I don't care who scores them. If Quota scores three, I could care less as long as he scores. <laughs> All right, final thing to touch on before we let you go. Um, Chivas TV, you wrote an article on uh, FMF State of Mind about it. Um, yeah, can you walk us through the article real quick? Well, the my main concern with uh, Chivas TV, I mean, first of all, I think uh, – it's 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 a great move for from Vergara. You know he's thinking outside of the box. He gets criticized left and right for everything that he does, but you know he he's, he's doing something new, doing something that n- nobody really has done before as far as you know internet only type of thing. Now with that said, um, my main concern is not. It wasn't even really the pricing. My main concern is that it's literally internet only. Um, I think. And you need like you need decent speed internet too. Yeah, you need decent speed internet. I mean, to be honest, for us here in the U.S., it's it's not that difficult anymore. But obviously, out there in Mexico, you have you know, not trying to be you know, uh, activist here or anything like that. But you have many people that don't have you know that that speed of internet or anything like that. But I also think that one of the main things that I wrote in the article was the the old generation, you know, that that older 50, 50 plus year old uh, generation that. You know, they don't want to deal with that. They just want to turn on the TV, sit on their couch, and watch and watch the game. I can tell you from experience from my father, he's a huge Chivas fan. You know, main reason that I'm a Chivas fan. But I know for a fact that if, if that was the situation for us here and he would have to deal with internet or, or this or that, you know, he'd be missing a lot of games. He'd probably be only watching the, the away games because of, of that reason. Now, like I said, the pricing, yeah, everybody's going to talk about the pricing because apparently, you know, it's, it is super expensive, which it is for some people, you know, but... Um, I personally think that the internet only is probably like the biggest biggest concern for me in, in regards to that. Now, us here in the U.S., we still have it for, what, a year and a half, I believe. And, you know, unfortunately for my people out there in Mexico, they're kind of like the guinea pigs and see if, you know, it kind of works for them or not, you know. But in the end, you know, Vergara took that chance. Vergara took that, that uh, the initiative to do, you know, whatever he wanted to do as far as showing the games. And, uh, I mean, is he going to get criticized because everybody sees it as like a money-driven move? Yeah, of course. But, 
you know, this guy came from, you know, practically absolutely nothing to what he is now, you know, build their own stadium, owns one of the biggest teams in Mexico. Now, I'm not a big Vergara fan either. I mean, some of the decisions that he made back in the day were obviously questionable from every fan that you could ask. But, you know, I, I give him how, how they say A for effort. You know, he's thinking outside of the box. But uh, I, I hope it's, it's a success, but it's going to have, you know, it's going to have a lot of speed bumps to really get, you know, moving as how they want it. My only concern, well, from a team standpoint is, they're they're not getting any money. They're not going to be making. I think their their old TV deal was what between eight to ten million dollars a year. Something I think like, that. like that. And I know Televisa allegedly offered them only six million for this season, so that was part of the reason. But that's you know ten million dollars taken out of Chivas, and plus they don't have a jersey sponsor right now. So well, I mean, they that's... have they have jersey sponsor. But I think they're very small. I don't know if they have. Uh, I can't remember if they have. Uh... Uh, Tecate in the I back. Think got, and, I think they got yeah, that, and I think they got Pepsi on the sleeve. Pepsi on the Pepsi on the sleeve. I mean, it's not a huge, you know, advertising. It's not nothing like you know Leon or Pachuca with ten advertisements in the shirt. But um, yeah, I mean, I understand that point. But you know, I, I mean, it, what if it's a success and you know later it's 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 a great you know great business and you know you never know. Other people might start doing it. Other teams might start doing it. So. Like I said, I give them A for effort. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of naysayers. Um, but, you know, let's see what happens. Unfortunately, some people are going to get affected, obviously. But, you know, we got to see what happens, see see if it moves forward. All right, and final thing real quick. Chivas, the new Chivas jersey, you like it? I personally, I really like it. I think uh, the colors are really vibrant. You know, they're really good. Um, the back is a little kind of skeptical. I, don't, I mean, it's all... They need to change the the, the, the actual number of colors. Yeah, yeah. They got to change something in the back. Maybe go back to the white square like yeah. the old jerseys. Hey, that would look great. Or just the white digits. Yeah, or just the white digits. But uh, I like the white square from those back in the day, like in the 90s jerseys. They they look great. So, as far as you know, uh, from a scale of 1 to 10, I'd, I'd give it like a Maybe like a eight point five, eight point nine. I really like the kit. You know, it's nothing out of the ordinary. You know, no sideway lines or no lemon line colors or anything like that. So that that's always good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this uh, special edition of the Club for Kid podcast. Uh, tell the fans where they can find you. You guys can follow me at Don Tecalin Football on Twitter. You know, I'm always there talking about my Chivas and. Uh, Mexico once in a while, but you know, you guys know my passions, Chivas all the way. Club over country? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, not none whatsoever. It's always country over club, but you know, uh, Chivas holds a very, very, very special place in my heart. So, but you know, I, I'm always going to root for my next person. All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone.